When shall we three meet again? In thunder, lightning, or in rain? When the hurly-burly is done? When the battle's lost and won? Or maybe when we all just have a chance to see Macbeth so we can talk about it. The first rule of Fight Club is we do not talk about Fight Club. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Just a flesh wound. Axe on, hat. Axe off. I know Kung Fu. I ate his liver with some fava beans. Nice candy. Greed, for lack of a better word, is good. Show me the money. I drink your milkshake. The snozberries taste like snozberries. How do you like them, Max? All right, all right, all right. These guys are 11. I'll be back. Forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. It wasn't the airplanes. It was beauty killed the beast. of my thumbs something wicked this way comes welcome everybody to pop culture i'm scott i'm jason and i'm monica and this episode we are talking about the tragedy of macbeth one of shakespeare's more light-hearted comedies <laughs> Depending on your viewpoint. Uh, <laughs> How warped are you on a scale of zero to this film? Um no, so I mean it's Shakespeare, so I think if you're not into Shakespeare, you're not gonna enjoy this in the slightest. However, wow, <laughs> if you if you at least like visual feasts. You're in for a banquet. Yeah, it's uh, Shakespeare sort of has gone through some weird uh, treatments over the years. And what on earth there was, do you mean? And I don't mean weird sisters sort of treatments. I mean uh, weird I treatments. Thought, I thought in, you meant like um, uh, Baz Luhrmann-esque <laughs> treatments. Well, yeah, uh, that that's probably still a little more traditional, but where... Shakespeare to be accessible has been changed completely into things like 10 things I hate about you and yeah. so on. And it's, um, I, I think, being avoided to really take it on board in total, um, like Joel Cohen has in this case. And it's, uh, I, I found it was an extremely clever intertwining of uh, solid acting like you'd expect at the theatre and mm. the cinematography is just like the bomb outstanding. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's quite amazing and it was thoughtful in the same way that they might do a set design because it still feels like you're actually watching a bit of a play more than a film even though we use cinematic it is cinematic 
treatments done to it with uh, symbolic visuals that transition mm -hmm. to other things. And it just, I think it's probably successfully done what a lot of films in the past can't or haven't done, and that's make Shakespeare in its pure form accessible um, because it's it was uh, really mixing in the con concepts and symbols of Shakespeare in a way that visually you could understand what was being yeah told mm. and you didn't have to actually uh analyze Which is what i mean i text. think i think shakespeare should always is you know at its best is when you're like you know even if you you're not grasping what is being said it, visually it should the play should match up and it's it's not that difficult to understand when you're watching it perform but i think that's the problem with Shake a lot of people a lot of people's relationship with shakespeare is in english class they're like here read this and you're like what <laughs> yeah exactly right it's so much easier to digest when you're seeing it performed because there's actions to the words but, but the well and mm. this is probably um the best iteration of macbeth that i've seen i'm a huge macbeth fan and i've seen many many yeah, versions. I was say, you're you're a macbeth Oh yeah, you got, yeah, you got the shirt like Macbethophile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, this oh, one, nothing I love more than a bit of regicide. <laughs> <laughs> I love strong female characters. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's something about this one. I mean, it's just so visually arresting and also really simplistic as well. You know, you don't need a very large set. You just use the black the and white, and the light is just so good. And then you're the... yeah. But like negative space, like where there wasn't light was still yeah. just so visually amazing. And I mean, I've, I've always felt that good black and white cinema looks better than any amount of vivid color. <laughs> and this, it just looks like from the opening, I was just like, oh. <laughs> every shot was a painting. Like, yeah. Yeah, it really is from the mm. moment that you see the weird sisters to the, the very end where Macbeth is defeated in battle and you just see the, the first crown just get knocked out yeah. of his hand. I'm just like, oh, well done. You don't need to go. Just the, the fight too yeah. was solid. <laughs> it, it was solid. And I have to say um, Denzel Washington was really good. <laughs> like he put on a really good performance as a very weary, indecisive Macbeth. And that's always the way that I've kind of pictured him, like just weary and battle-worn and he's tired and he's now being pushed yeah. into greatness where he, I'm not sure that he exactly wants to be there. Yeah. Well, yeah. Without analysing the, the text mm. too much. Yeah. It, it's, he certainly uh, encaptured that, how would we say he, the folly of his chasing mm. fate as uh, suggested to him by the witches. Yes. But, and then obviously losing the plot as a result of doing that, making that decision. And uh, he does it really well and it progresses really steadily to it um, mm -hmm. where he has lost the plot and the kingdom realizes he's lost the plot and <laughs> um, it's done very well. Uh, he, the only part I found with, because it is his downfall, which is the main thread of the story, um, I, because I can't remember Macbeth verbatim, uh, I, I, there was some weird pacing thing that I found in it that sort of seemed to, it, it, it switched over faster than I remember seeing 
theater performances of it and i think that's probably to do with um the compression of time oh, for the, yeah. film. the uh, abridged version you think yeah yeah it just it, it just seemed to suddenly snap over quickly to his downfall mm. or fall from grace faster than i remembered it um, i don't think i've watched i don't think i've seen a like pervading performance of it since mm. school mm. <laughs> like going to the theater to watch it because I'm pretty sure every film version has been truncated in some way. Yeah, it's usually at the um, dinner party scene. That's the one where it sort of like switches over into the next, like the third act of the film where he has truly lost the plot. And that seems to be the folly for every single um, depiction of Macbeth on film. They just rush that scene and they shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Uh, and that, that was the only, like, to be honest, that is the only fault I can find in the film was that pacing. Mm. I, I've just... Mm -hmm. I was blown away by the witches. The concept of how the witch, the three witches, is not really one. It's not really three individuals, but a separation of the one. And, mm. um, yeah, I love. And that. Um, her performance was just <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm trying to find her name. Um, so Catherine Hunter, who is a um, very much a big uh, on-stage Shakespearean actor. And I think is the first woman to play King Lear, I'm pretty sure, on okay. stage as well. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and I was just doing a bit of reading about her and that because of that voice and the, her ability to portray sort of masculinity as well. Mm. Um, but as the witch, it was like the um, bending herself into these sort of inhuman shapes and then uh that, that 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 gravel that she has yeah inside her was amazing but i mean through to everyone brendan gleason was fantastic yeah like, francis mcdormand's always fantastic yeah her letting Macbeth. i just wish maybe had a little bit more chemistry with denzel washington's um character just because of they're a very tight couple at the beginning and it doesn't it doesn't feel like they've naturally sort of like split apart from one yeah. another but that's my only minor uh criticism of the film but the performances themselves are amazing i mean francis mcdormand like yes please i'll buy a ticket <laughs> you don't need to tell me what it is i'll just watch it <laughs> i feel like it's going to be the uh like if it doesn't win for cinematography something's wrong at the, <laughs> at the oscars um All interesting right. that um ethan cohen didn't have anything to do it but i've heard he's retiring oh, okay okay he's stepping away from filmmaking i i don't know if that's 100% true, but that's what I'd heard. Hmm. And well, this is sort of uh, Joel's passion project. You can tell how <laughs> it is a passion project. He, it's been made with such love and such care. So it's just so nice to see something that's been done that way because what a payoff. Mm. Yeah, uh, I, I'm sad I didn't get to see it at the cinema. Same. Oh, wouldn't it have been, wouldn't it have been spectacular? I was tempted. It would have taken me to go down to Sydney and mm. an art house cinema. They had such a limited release of it. Um, well, it was very. It was always going down the Apple TV route. It was just like a bonus. Like if you can get yeah. to one, we've got you. But you know, mm. not, not we don't all have the time and the ability. And unfortunately, it's one of those things that like doesn't scream wide audience. Unfortunately, no, no. But I mean, that's Shakespeare, I suppose, in this day and age. Mm. Yeah, not, not uh, all yeah. of them are Sam Worthington's Macbeth now, are they? <laughs> oh, saw that, saw that in the cinema. I did. I, I did too. I saw, oh, the world, I saw the world premiere of that. 
Did you? <laughs> yes, I did. You and five other people? <laughs> no, no, that cinema was full. They, they, it was they, really they, special. Was a- Monica, they actually exhumed William Shakespeare and brought him so they could literally turn him over. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to say, it, it was a an awkward exit of the cinema. <laughs> yeah. I remember them saying, oh, there'll be an after party and things like that. And there was a lot of people just sort of shaking their heads. Like, <laughs> Is this uh, a dagger what? I see before me? <laughs> As, um, That's my yeah. favourite line in cinema history. Oh. <laughs> that line delivered with the accent of a bricky from Perth. <laughs> Is this a dagger I see before me? <laughs> no, it's a butter knife, Sam, Samuel. <laughs> Sam, Sam, stop it. <laughs> Who thought uh, that was a co-starring Mick Malloy? What a, what a memorable <laughs> film. Um, <laughs> Look, it left an impression. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, it, 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 it did, but only because it was such a weird juxtaposition of Australian gangster cross Bob War, <laughs> Shakespeare. <laughs> it's just like it doesn't make sense. Shakespeare does underbelly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, but worse than underbelly. Oh. Yeah, mm. it's it's just weird to sort of see how far it's come. So you've got that film, um, and in between you've also got um, the Justin Kernzel, um iteration starring Michael Fassbender and Marion Cotillard, which tries to make it into this giant war epic, which is good in some points, but it's a bit milk toast for most mm. of it. Um, mm. But this one, um, this new iteration, just really just hits that sweet spot. I felt like the like. Well, I guess in reflection of that, like tired Macbeth, like the battlefields are kind of already done and everything's a bit like everything's on fire. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's in that like the depressing aftermath rather than in the middle of the height of a war. And I think that's also like such an interesting way in the symbolism because Macbeth is like trying to cling on to power and he's like getting more and more crazy and like his world and the world that he just came from battle from is like crumbling around him. Hmm. Really effective. It, I think it also points to the fact that uh, because Shakespeare's dialogue is so rich that to go, oh, okay, they're talking about the battlefield. Let's go make a scene with the battlefield. You remove some of the, intent behind that piece of dialogue that was there and Mm. you know they're no longer talking about the battlefield in this uh probably thematic way or with more meaning behind it Mm. they're just showing the battlefield and then Mm. grabbing bites of dialogue that are sort of well known or something and putting it in there it it ultimately shakespeare's theater and uh, i think what Joel Cohen's done here is he's recognized it and he's just embraced it and given it what you can do in a cinematic sense. Yeah, it, it's still, it feels very um, minimalistic. I guess, yeah, like a theater. Yeah, would. yeah, which you have to do in theater. With still dazzling visuals somehow. <laughs> so um, Denzel Washington as Macbeth or Denzel Washington as Don Pedro, what's your favorite? Um, Washington Spear performance. Why can't I have both? (laughs) (laughs) Quite like much ado about nothing. (laughs) No, I do too. You're putting John on comedies, don't you? (laughs) I look, look as you like it, and uh, much ado about nothing are are probably my favourite Shakespeare's. Mm. 
Shakespeare's. Shakespeare's. Yes, of the Shakespeare works. Your best shakies. Yeah. Billy Shakespeare. <laughs> they're, they're two of my. I really do appreciate his comedies. Um, uh, you know, I like a bit of Coriolanus if we're going to talk about tragedies. That's my favorite. <laughs> hey. It's my favorite. Yeah. Well, it's pretty freaking yeah. good. It's and very, I, do, very... I do like, I do really like King Lear. Oh, look, yeah. I think I, I ended up studying Shakespeare at uni and. Um, oh, so you were, for... you were a literary yeah. scholar, weren't you? <laughs> but uh, it was only down the track that I discovered how rich the text was and um, how open to interpretation at so many different levels. Um, I don't really have a favourite play as such um, because they, they all have this value to them in different ways. Like I could talk about A Midsummer Night's Dream for the fantastical aspects of that. And then, as you suggested, Much Ado About Nothing's great in a sort of a witty sense, mm -hmm. comparatively. And they both have this amazing aspect to them that I can't compare them anymore um in in a sense of going which one's better than the other um which I, I, i'm I, i'm trying to remember if they really did pull off uh midsummer night's dream that well i i sort of remember it has was it ever bit... been pulled i never saw that um that version of the tempest they did not long ago yeah the one with helen mirren yeah it's okay yeah see i, I think the problem is that uh it gets caught in the machinations of a film more mm. than it should in the theatre. And I'd say Macbeth here is showing you really this is how it's done. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I was very lucky to um, see um, Winter's Tale at the Globe performed when I was last in the UK. That's cool. It was so mm. much fun and it really gives you a sense of, you know, this is to be performed, it is to be watched with a massive crowd and everyone's just, you know, yaying or neighing and booing and yay. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Um, Fetch my tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just all down to that and that's what makes it so enjoyable and i think that's probably why i liked this film so much is because it just really strikes me as a stage play hmm. and it does it super effectively i guess it's a, it's also like it's an interesting point of like we're moving away from being in crowded places and yeah viewing things collectively and and it was weird i watched this by myself in a dark room mm. like and there is something you know it was moody and foreboding but it's like i oh, you know in a theater it would have been it would have been nice. Mm. Not that I imagine I would have had much company. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I think given there wasn't that many show viewings, uh, you probably would have had a few. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But anyway, if you want to see The Tragedy of Macbeth, it is available now on Apple TV+. Cool. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Pop Culture. I've been Scott. I'm still Jason. And I'm still Monica. Popped Culture is produced by and recorded by Jason Eddy, Monica Porto, and Scott Souter. The clip for this week's show was the trailer for The Tragedy of Macbeth, and the song at the end was one of the themes from the soundtrack to The Tragedy of Macbeth. If you're enjoying the show, please, I invite you to jump onto Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. We haven't had one in a really long time, and it would make us, like, super-duper happy and not sad and stuff. If you would like to follow us on social media, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all the usual places, and we would love to hear from you. If you're enjoying the show, please 
more than willing, write in. Let us know something you'd like us to talk about. If there's a movie from the past you'd like to hear us review, or a movie coming out you're excited about and you'd love to know what we want to th- say about it, or if there's a topic you'd like us to discuss. So we've got a couple of the uh, peeling onions in the bank ready to come up soon. So we would love to hear any topics you guys would like to hear from us. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next time on Popped Culture. Thank you.